to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. You've got to cut that off completely. If you're trying to teach your kids the no secret rule, you've got to cut all that stuff off. You know, don't tell daddy about the cookie and stuff. You've got to really cut that off. It's got to be clear as day. No confusion to the kids. We all Um, communicate everything openly. And the most important thing is you have to talk about these things. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. So we've heard from Adam Whittington. He travels the world saving children from sex trafficking, from pedophiles. But these crimes can happen right under our noses, right here at home. This is a special episode where we learn the covert ways predators are finding and grooming our kids, and most importantly, how we can protect them. Content warning, if you're suffering or triggered by the themes of this podcast, help services are listed in the show notes. Adam, you've been on the deep before you have given us this incredible insight to your work you do with rescuing children from exploitation, trafficking, sexual abuse, um, organ harvesting, all of it. I want to get back on home soil for a minute because you have me second guessing everything I do in my life, right? Which I think is what your objective a lot of the time with parents. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we, you're going to be very against some of the things I do because mm. I share a lot of my life and some of that is my children sure. and your biggest no, no. Can you please share with everyone now to protect their children is what? You just got to be very careful of the types of images you're posting of kids. Um, I am not anti posting Uh, pictures of your kids because I feel like you are no well if I was I wouldn't put pictures of my kids on social media but I'm very what what you just need to be very careful of the types because what's happening pedophiles are stealing parents pictures from their public pages um where the images are maybe you know uh and this is where it's a very complex situation uh topic because there are some very deviant people out there and pictures that you and me and, and normal people think is okay, whether that's a little girl or a boy sitting, you know, with their legs open, you can see a little bit of their underwear or something. As an example, for us, that's nothing. But to a sick pedophile who is turned on sexually by this type of thing, this is what they take. So they take that image and they'll have a play around with it and, um, you know. Superimpose things. Super. They do so many different things. And this is why one of the biggest no-nos is posting naked pictures, putting stickers and emojis over the top of, you know, vaginas yes. or penises because it yes. doesn't work. You can't do that because 
as we know, the the, the sticker on it can be erased, and the software cannot, that can easily erase. Yeah, it. All, all you do is just you know, but when you when they erase it, it doesn't show the original picture, right? But what they do, they superimpose another penis or vagina that will fit there, it. and then you have a fully naked kid. And then they use that in the dark web on their forums and then they all have a, you know, they all get off on it. And this is what parents don't understand. You have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm not anti, I'm not anti-posting. And I never tell people you must never post pictures of your kids. I'm not like that. Um, Mm. Just be wary of which imagery. Exactly. And sometimes we try and show parents with examples, whether it's a child bending over or with their, you know, with their legs or whatever even with nappies there's you know but i've seen the images on your yeah Yeah. and if you're thinking what is he talking about go on adam's page there's many examples yeah um, because it was actually quite like there was one i think of a kid on having a piggyback on its mum's back or something or it was in a baby carrier and i was like wow there is literally so many ways so what i've learned from you is Parents in the picture ruin it for these people, right? Yeah, it's like, better to take a picture. If you're going to put a picture of your kid online to the public, the whole world to see, it's better that you're in it, in your, you're in the image with them. It's more difficult for them to superimpose, and 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 so they'll just ignore that and go to an image where there's hundreds and thousands online, publicly open for for them to steal. They'll just go with a more easy option. Uh, and it comes down to parents must be educated, which is not happening. Let's talk about how we in Australia, in Western communities that are online a lot, our children are online, they have access. Some of the boundaries, because people are just asking, give me tips, give me things that I can do to protect my kids. So one of them is obviously that that level of what you're sharing on your social media. And also yeah. what I found really interesting and this changed for me was don't put in your bio your kids' names mm. and ages, mm. right? Yes. There's no yeah. need for that. Like you're advertising absolutely. them. Absolutely. I mean, who who I give the example, you know, some parents, they, they'll put – Data births, the full names. They'll even put the location of where where they live. You, yeah. You're asking, you're asking for trouble. Um, and I'm not saying something will happen. I'm just saying you, you're giving a predator an opportunity to gather as much information because what they do, predators gather. Let's just say they build a file, a folder on each mm. kid they want to groom. So mm. what they need, it's like profiling. It's like an FBI profiler looking for a serial killer or something. They profile, meaning they gather as much intel as possible and they put it in their folder and, and it's called profiling. So predators do the same thing for kids. So if you're giving names, location, data births, location school schools, uniform. you know, you're basically giving them half the folder already. So then when they start the grooming process, whether that's a kid online, you know, and they start trying to chat with them and they use that information in the folder as an example, like they'll just, they'll just say, yeah, I, I've got, you know, I go to the school next to you and, and, you know, they'll use the information they've given or, oh, I'm, I'm, my birthday is the same day as yours. And do you know what I mean? And then they'll say, but yeah. how, what's my birth, what's my birthday? And then they'll say, well, this is your birthday. It's- and then the kids get groomed, they, they get manipulated. Uh, yeah, kids right. are not 
kids don't know nothing about manipulation. That's another interesting point then, right? There's stuff that we can do as parents, but there's also the education around yeah. uh, the kids, right? So I've got a four-year, he's almost four-year-old boy, and we started reading The Underpants Rule, which yeah. you've got on your uh, page yes. as well. And I'll put a link in the show notes to this if anyone wants to buy it. It's a great book, great resource. Yeah. Um and it's fun because the story is telling boundaries to children, teaching boundaries to children of their private parts and in a rhyme, in a rhyming way. And my son, it's just so beautiful because we've only read it once, okay, but we've right. discussed it. And yep. I think I um, was tickling him or something and he was like, I think I tickled his bum. And he said, yep. that is my private part. That's my underpant rule. And I, awesome. was, like, awesome. I was like, I'm so happy. But we also taught, he can just repeat it. He's like, my penis is my underpants rule, you know? Excellent. And I Excellent. love now that that is a part of it. But is there more? Because we also don't want to freak them out, right? We don't no, want to. No, you've, to- you've got to be age appropriate, right? You can't yes. go in there and say, you know, you've got to be careful because somebody's going to touch your penis and, you know, yes. put something in your bum or whatever. Yes. You, you've, you've got it. And I get so many questions from, from the followers, you know, about specifically their kids. And it's really difficult without knowing because each kid is at a different learning level. You know, mm-hmm. there's some kids who are five who are more mature than a seven-year-old. And, and yes. so it's, it's not an age thing, but you have to be age appropriate. Obviously, once they start getting teenagers, they know more than us. You know, so um, you can be more detailed with the teenagers, but younger mm. kids, you've got to keep it basic, right? Basic, mm. basic, basic. And and body boundaries is the best thing you can teach your kids uh, when throughout their younger years because it's the only thing that's going to protect them when you're not with them. Yeah. When they're at school or when they're at the football field or football club or swimming club, whatever it is. When you're not with them, because you can't, we can't be with our kids twenty four seven. Yes. When they're at daycare, when they're at primary school, the best defense is what you've just taught your son, because oh, he's great. now in a position. He's now in a position that if somebody does touch him or or starts talking about you know his penis or he's in a position now and he'll he'll grow more to say stop or no and then he'll tell you and and then you've got to have a really open communication with your kids about Mm. these topics but they don't have to be scary and Mm. dark topics i think that's where a bit of a misconception comes into this it doesn't have to be deep just touch on it because i'm i i'm learning so much from you and i'm so grateful Mm. for just all of these bits that you give to us it's not got it's not wasted on any of us we're so in Mm. engaged and find it so valuable the other one that I took away was don't use the word secret yeah this is a really tricky one right because we like to play and we'll say let me tell you a little like I want to whisper Mm. and it's a fun Mm -hmm. thing they're developing and they want to do that stuff but we don't say secret anymore we say I want to tell you a surprise but yep, I don't exactly. know if that word is then confusing. What is the word for, like, we, we say we don't keep secrets in the house, but he's a bit young for that. So yep. what's the best thing to start to say? We just don't keep secrets, obviously. But if you're mm-hmm. wanting to whisper and tell things in a whispering tone, what do you call that? Exactly what you did. I, I always say use the word surprise. Okay. Um, secrets, and the reason why secrets shouldn't be used is because it's exactly what 
predators use on the kids. You know, secret this, don't tell mum and dad, secret that. So if, if the kids are being taught secrets at home, which mm. let's let's face it, when I was young, that's all yeah, everybody Everyone you know, loves that. Secrets. Yes. But we've got to we've got to switch our brain now. This is 2022. It's not 1980 anymore. Mm. Um, things have changed. Predators have changed. Do you believe that? Can I ask something on just on that, and then we'll go back to the secrets. People say, "Oh, in my day, we could you know roam around the streets and be on our bikes, and it's so different now." Weren't pedophiles around then, but they just weren't yeah, as exposed. Like we've got yeah, more technology, course. we've got more communication. Yeah. Yep. Is it more sinister now, or is it just more that uh, open? Like we can. It's more open. It's it. more evolved, yeah. right? It's more technologies come into the play. In the nineteen eighties, you know, there yes. was you know, none of this crap that we have now. But and this is this is you know the the internet and all these chats is a ticket. It's a door for pedophiles to connect yeah, to okay. kids. Whereas in okay. the nineteen eighties, it wasn't so big. So can we say then just on this back to the secret thing, can we say, like my son will say, let's eat cookies and not tell dad. Right. And I'll say, no, we've got to tell dad everything. Mommy and daddy, mm. we don't keep mm. secrets. It's okay. You mm. can tell your dad, we're still going to have a cookie. Is it better to do it that way? than mm. daddy says not to tell mom and mommy says not to tell dad. Because no, that's it, right. And it's confusing when uncle. Yeah. Or, Exactly. Uh, neighbor, neighbor John says, "Don't tell mummy," and then they—that's normalized. You've got to cut that off completely. If, you, if you're trying to teach your kids the no secret rule, you've got to cut all that stuff off. You know, don't tell daddy about the cookie and stuff. You've got to really cut that off. It's got to be clear as day, no yeah. confusion to the kids. We all um, communicate everything openly. Yeah. And the most important thing is you have to talk about these things. You really do. It needs to be part of the family routine now, as much as. Many people don't want to talk about it, and that is a major, major problem. Um, you have to install it in your family routine. It's like I give the example when you when your kids you start putting the kids in the car, right, and they start having their own seat. Mm. What do you what do you teach? What's the first thing you teach them? Always, nearly every time you get in the car, it's a seatbelt. Put your seatbelt on, and this is what you've got to do now with these. Uh, with this situation, you know, online grooming and predators, we must be having conversations at the dinner table openly because it's how kids will then, if something happens, they will then come back and tell you. They will be feel, they will feel more comfortable coming to you openly because you have been talking about something. Whereas a lot of kids will hide things. You know, I've got, there's many scenarios where kids don't tell the parents because they're afraid that they'll get in trouble off the parents. So we've got to mm. change that, right? You've got to give kids mm. the openness to discuss yeah. this. Yeah, it's so interesting. I the other thing I learned off you recently was tracking devices, like those little watches yeah. on kids, right? So I'm a bit of a helicopter mum. I don't hide that. My child doesn't actually go with anyone other than three adults my husband, sure. the nanny, and his grandfather. Yeah. So I know where he is, right, at all times. Do you think it is still, and he's obviously at preschool, but do you think by the time they are primary school aged, they need a tracking device on their body? Or do you think if they're being dropped off at school, picked up at school, and you're kind of helicoptering anyway, that's not necessary and it's just for road trips or holidays yeah. or 
Yeah. What, what's the boundaries around tracking devices? Well, listen, it's all, it's all down to the parents, you know. I, I, I don't push it on parents, but what I do is I give them the education that there is an option out there. And in mm. many, many cases where children are taken or gone missing, if they had a tracker, it would solve the thing, you know, find the children fairly quickly. And, mm. and I know that because we've used them in many cases so it's I try and show parents that there is an option to know where their kids are when they're not with them. Um, as far as school goes, I mean, it's down to the individual parents. I wouldn't say yes or no. Well, what would you do, though? In your, like, you're pretty, you're on the spectrum of, like, you knowing terrifying things. When your little girl is older and you've got teen boys. Yeah. I mean, teens you can track on their phone, but when, the, when yeah. your little girl's a bit bigger, like, what, what's yeah. your go-to just for you personally? Yeah, I've already had that discussion with her. Um, she's not allowed to have boyfriends until she's 35. <laughs> Same. Um, <as> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Dude. Uh, listen, it's, um, you've got it. Well, as a parent, it's, it's, it's our responsibility too to, to give the kids freedom as well. That's the thing, right? You want them to harness independence. Yes. Yeah, so there's, no, there's no straightforward answers in these, these questions. Because would you put a tracker on her arm from the age of five? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. That's my opinion. I mean, it doesn't harm. I'm not saying, that's what I'm saying. There's no harm, right? But There's no harm. Some it's people just are going to go, you guys are insane. You've got to let kids be kids, right? But that's your personal opinion. I just wanted to hear it. Sure, absolutely. And, and again, there's no harm to do it. It's just an extra, extra precaution if, you know, how many times do you go to a shopping center and, and you have a classic case where turn you turn around, around yes, and your kid's yes, gone yes, for yes, two yes. minutes, you, you know, you yes. shit your pants because yes. your heart starts pumping 100 miles an hour. You know, it, it's like that case in uh, Kmart up in, I think it was Queensland. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my where gosh. He oh took, my gosh. Where he took the yes. girl out of Kmart and she yes. turned when she was shopping for Christmas presents. Yes. She was looking for her everywhere. If, yes. If she had a tracker on her, the mum would have known exactly where the child was if and I always get this thing, but the pedophile can just throw the tracker off. Well, yes, he can, but you'll know exactly. You at least you'll have a direction because yeah, you can get yeah. you can get the backlog of the information. Well, at least yeah. you'll know. At least you're, you're going north and not looking southeast and west. You know. Yes. Yes. So that, I don't see any negatives with a with a tracker at all. I know we're going to sound like such such insane people right now. <laughs> Take it as you want. Sure, okay. Um, sure. So another interesting element is sleepovers. Now, yeah. my personal take on that is it's an absolute hard no for me. Even before yeah. we had kids, I said to my husband, not happening. Yeah. Um, maybe one place, the grandparents, and that's it. It sure. will not be a friend or I cannot. Um, and I think because it is my greatest fear that happening to my child. Absolutely. That, yeah. Uh, and I know that that's going to be really frustrating for them growing up. Um, I just find it unnecessary. It's just an unnecessary thing for me. And lots of people listening yeah. to this are going to completely disagree. But I think Zoe, you, know, get, you get one chance. You only get one chance at protecting your kids. If there's one chance that a predator gets, it changes your kids for life. So being as you are protective, there's nothing wrong with it. And this is, Parents have to understand being a helicopter parent or overprotective parent, that's, there's nothing wrong with it. You're in the same boat as me with the sleepovers, aren't you? And, and the reason why that is is because it's proven facts, statistics everywhere showing 
90% of sexual abuse rape cases are committed by somebody who knows know. the child. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are all about stranger danger. Well, yes, that can happen, but 90% of cases proven by, you know, law enforcement statistics, all these other statistics show someone you know. It's, it's somebody you know. And this is where people have to, again, it's not 1980 where you have to worry about a man driving up or a woman in a, a, white a, lolly, truck. a lollipop. Yeah. You know, mm. here's some goodies. Yes, it does happen, but, but so it's not it's not common right and you got to no. you got to be very wary of your inner circle as much as that sounds horrible it's a fact it's, it's just a fact you just opened up to my next point and this is a tricky really gray area right but your inner circle your educators your the people you trust your children with um what are red flags you know because often you're like you said the parent is being groomed first and we've watched documentaries on it we've seen the statistics like you said what are some obvious red flags yeah it's it's a very difficult one to answer too because obviously they do it very stealthily um so it's not like they have you know signs on them that they've been abused or anything it's really a difficult one um a lot of kids uh become you know drawn within themselves um some kids start self-harming there's mm. uh, you know some kids even start getting gifts like gifts you know whatever it is to, to, it's part of the grooming process so you know small signs of bruising around penises and vaginas i mean there's some parents i know that check their kids every time they come home from daycare um, wow. is that wrong is that wrong Personally, no, I don't think it's wrong. The parent wants to, you know, so there's a there's some signs, but it's not wow. it's not so open about it. Like, but the most important thing is you must listen to the kids. So if it, in very many cases the kids only try and speak once about being sexually abused, if you ignore that or you don't take it serious, the kids will not tell you again. Um, so you have to listen. And, and be careful what your kids are trying to say to you. So how would that, in your experience, because, you know, if a kid has been groomed for some time and they're saying they want to say something openly, yeah. would it be quite subtle sometimes? They can say it in different ways. You know, you know, it can be a simple case of Uncle Jimmy, you know, touch me on the bum or something, you know, that... They say it in different ways. Some are more detailed than others, but you've just got to be really, you've got to listen. Um, and if and something then, pops up in mm, your gut that they're mm, trying to tell you've got to take it serious. And and so what's the next step of that? Well, you, this, is, this is where you need to have a really good open communication. Great, because that is that, that I feel comfortable with, but lots of people might not, right, that are listening. Yep. And they're going, yep. okay, so Uncle Jimmy touched your bum. Yep. Um, and you're okay and you're not going to get in any trouble, yep. um, just talk to me. Just tell me how that felt or do you just yep. do that? Do you just like, yeah, like lightly, no inquisitively easy. ask? Exactly. There's no, easy, there's no easy answer. I mean, every case is different, but you have to ask the questions um, and, and see what the responses are. You know, has Uncle Jimmy done it before? Um, where did he do it? You know, was it in the bathroom or it's just many different things. It mm-hmm. depends on the kids' ages as well. So it's yeah. a very difficult one to answer. Um, you just have to, 
if you feel something in your gut, you have to just go with it um, and believe the kid. And then, and then if it comes to the point where you really think something's happened, me personally, I would confront them. You know, not not a hostile or, or yeah. anything, but I would have a sit down conversation with Uncle Jimmy mm-hmm. uh, and say, "Listen, this is what you know. Sarah has said. Uh, what have you got to say to it? You know." And I guess that's a really interesting place to be too, right? Because yeah, what if they're like, "Oh, we were just being silly," or they play it off, or they act really defensive. Like no matter what, yeah. What's the next step with that? Because we well, it's a had... tough one because you don't have any evidence, do you? Um, so as far as the police go, they're not going to touch it. And and this is what we're learning because we've had parents on that have had children that have been sexually assaulted and yeah. we have learned through her experience what happens and how little happens and how grey that is, right? So I guess you just never want Uncle Jimmy to get to that Well, I, the good thing about it, if you confront Uncle Jimmy, uh, at least he, he then knows if he's he's trying to do something or trying to take it worse, mm. he will then know, all right? But so you hopefully know. that, yeah. that hopefully then that will put a stop to him because, you know, one of the, the biggest or well, the saddest things is even children who are raped and sexually abused who tell the police, police in a lot of the cases don't, don't believe the kids, mm. you know, and this is the problem. It's not an easy topic to get all our heads around. Um but, but one of the biggest things to protect your kids is body boundaries. You have to. You have to do it now. Brilliant. Okay, I hear that. A single mum actually asked this question to you, which is, is she more vulnerable and what does she need to know if she wants to start dating to avoid this type of yeah. Yeah. perpetrator? It's a good question. That's a question I get asked a lot, and I try and put out stuff about this single mums on dating sites. Um, there's countless examples, and I put one on my social media as a Brisbane mother, and she was groomed through a dating site of a man, fall, fell in love with him. You know, he moved in, and he's he's on he's actually on remand now in in Queensland, waiting to be sentenced for raping the girl, and he confessed to the police in the interview, that he did groom the mother solely, solely to get to the mother's daughter. Wow. Um, how do you stop this? It's another question that's really difficult to answer, but all I can all I can say to single mums, and, and I know that paedophiles are targeting dating sites because we see it on the dark web, chat forums. You know, they have, they have instructions and on what to they do. They have instructions and... and, and you know, uh, advice to other pedophiles in the forum of how to or which site's the best and or, or how to, you know, get hold of a single mum. And, and unfortunately, a lot of single mums on the dating sites will put out that type of information, even pictures of their kids sometimes on the mm. dating site. So it's really, you have to really limit the information you put out as a single mum. I always tell single mums, don't advertise you're a single mum. I mean, don't put it on your BO, you know, single mum with two kids mm. living in Bondi Beach. Why? Mm. Unnecessary. You, know, you, have to, you have to be really the same as dating. 
you know, eventually, of course, you're going to have to tell a possible partner that you have kids. Yes. But it's not something you have to advertise immediately because this is exactly what the predators look for on dating sites. They'll go through the list of all the different photos and they'll flick through, flick, flick, flick. And if you don't have that you're a single mum, he'll flick you off. Do you know what I mean? So, But if yeah. you have single mum, yeah. okay, I'll put her to the side. I'll keep her, I'll keep her. And then he'll start messaging those mums. But if you don't advertise, then they they'll flick past you. Got you know it. What I mean? it's, Love it's, that. It's not an easy thing, but especially single mums, they must take this into consideration and, and don't, don't allow somebody so quick. You know, there's a lot of mums who, 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 which I understand, want to fall in love and, and be loved. And, and, mm. and that's, we all want that. Mm. But try and. At what cost, right? Put on like, the brakes a little bit, right? Yes. Put on the brakes. Yes. Don't, don't yes. allow somebody to move into your house within two months or six months or a year. Give it, give it time, you know. Yes. Uh, and eventually you will maybe pick up some signs that, oh, this guy's really overly friendly with my kids, you know. You've got to just pull the brakes a bit. Um, don't jump into a situation that's going to jeopardize the kids at home. Final question. It's one, it's probably not an easy one either or a quick one, but I'm not at that stage yet. But let's talk online grooming because it's probably the biggest thing for pedophiles in Western countries, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Can you just give your tips on how to keep kids safe? Like should we just be across all their platforms? Mm. Does the, you know, that, kind of nanny mode that you can put on the internet? Like talk to me about that. All of that, all of that and the above. Um, Online grooming is the biggest pandemic as the Australian Federal Police came out. It's the biggest pandemic uh, tsunami for child safety in Western countries. Mm -hmm. Um, So parents really need to be on top of one. You need to know what apps, chat groups that your kids are in. And it comes down to we put out every Sunday on, on Project Rescue Children's social media a reminder for parents to sit down for five minutes with their kids, uh, have an open discussion, and, and check the kids' devices, you know, because what kids maybe won't pick up as a as a, something wrong during a chat, maybe you as the parent will say, oh, God, this who are you talking to on this chat? What's he, you know, something will be suspicious. So... You sure. need to have these open conversations. You need to check the kids' devices. So that's like literally trawling through, like their DMs. Yeah, but openly with with them, with them. With them. Openly. Like you who know, these is, are kids. Who's, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're the mum. You're the parent, right? So it's your house. It's your rules. Yes. You've got to sit them. It's not the other way around. You can't go through my phone, mum or dad. Or well, yes, I can. Um, you need to be a bit. You know, parents, some parents need to be parents. And, and one of the most, well, the most important thing as a parent is to protect your kids. What age group is this really at? Like we're talking from what age to what age? Yeah, grooming is usually from, say, 8 to say, 14, that sort of range. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of girls are groomed from 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's uh, something that you really have to educate yourself and you need to know exactly what apps they're using and you need to not only, you know, know they're using Instagram, but you need to know how to use Instagram so you can set, you know, safety functions on each app and 
Yes. Uh, like Snapchat, yes. you know, Snapchat, you need to turn off the location setting. Simple, simple thing. It takes two seconds. Um, but you need to make sure as a parent that that is fixed. Really interesting. You are just brilliant. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, people can follow you. You do give a lot of advice and a lot of insight on your social media. So we'll put all your links there. I thank you a million times for today's chat. And um, yeah, I hope this has been valuable to everyone listening. You're welcome. I mean, it's a pleasure on this. is It's great to see yourself and others, you know, use your platforms to educate parents and kids. I mean, that's, that's what we're all about at the mm. end of the day. And I think there's so much education and awareness that needs to be done. It's the only way parents are going to learn, you know, yeah. um, and ultimately protect their kids. It's the only way. So, so thank brilliant. you. Thank you. You too. Take care. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. Hi, everybody. It is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting, it's quirky, it's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the Deep, you'll hear some of these episodes and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep.